So we are back on the Bet with Chet podcast. Uh, it's been what seems like to be a century since we last spoken about the NFL. Um, you know, we had obviously the conference championship games that we could review. Um, I'm not sure if you guys had any actual bets on those games. Uh, I know that I just had had a little play. Oh, really? oh, oh, okay. I did. I did. Okay. Let's let's kind of go around the table. Uh, from your reactions, it sounds like it was. Went pretty well, but let's let's go to you, Campbell. Uh, welcome uh, back. It was, my, it was my worst weekend. Uh, ah. playoffs. Oh, boy. Uh, I went 0-1-1. Um, I got the – I'm trying to think who the hell was even playing. I oh, my the Rams Chiefs, Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs lane six, Rams. Chiefs lane yeah. six, Rams six. lane three and a half. Where is this Chiefs minus six? Was no, seven. I got seven. It. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I got it at minus seven. No, I got I had it under seven. I got it six and a half. Okay. I took the Chiefs. I took the Chiefs at six and a half. Uh, and the Rams obviously. minus three and a half. I mean, no, I I bought the half point and got the Rams minus three, so I pushed that. Ooh, all right, good job. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, halftime of the Chiefs game, you're thinking, man, this is like you start collecting your money already, and then the second half they score freaking three points, and that's on the freaking game-ending field goal to force overtime. Like, where are you for the last 30 minutes of the game? Like, Mahomes, what are you doing? Yeah, that might have been a good uh, stat to have before this show to see if the Chiefs, you know, obviously three second-half points. That that has to be the first time that uh, in the Mahomes era that, you know, um, that that least amount of points is scored in in a half, especially while they were up. Obviously, that the half was was the key play, kind of – Cincinnati know they were still in the game. Um, I had the Chiefs in a teaser, and when that play happened at halftime, I think you could still get – you still could have gotten, uh, you know, Bengals' money line at a really, really good price. I think it was like plus 700 or something, but I didn't hedge it. I just kind of wrote it out thinking that, you know, the Chiefs will kind of, you know, keep I mean, things going in the second half. That that play, that last play before halftime, that was worse than what Jack did in the last play of the game. Like <laughs> – Dak was at least trying to, like, get in field range. He took a couple extra yards than he probably should have. But, like, what is Mahomes doing? You got eight seconds left, and you don't just throw a quick uh, fade route to the corner of the end zone. You don't throw a quick slant. Like, at worst, like, incomplete pass, you're kicking a field goal. You throw a freaking swing Swing pass pass. four (laughs) yards deep in the backfield. And you're hoping that Tyree Kill's going to make a play, like with no timeouts. You got to be smarter than that. And he, he, I think the the main problem with that whole sequence was Mahomes thought they had one timeout left because you saw him motion after the play. He called for the. He he had a Tom Brady at Chicago moment on Thursday night. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, he that, that that had to have been because he wasn't born yesterday. You know, he's he's a top three quarterback in the league, possibly the greatest quarterback in the NFL today. And uh, he just had a blunder. I mean, I don't blame Andy Reid. I blame Andy Reid for the play call, uh, but I don't blame him trusting in his franchise quarterback. You, you got to think, you know, you're gonna if you if you play ten out of you know ten times, Mahomes is gonna make that play at least eight out of ten of those right. times. So, uh, I, I, but that that play well, was the key. Football is a game of momentum, right? 
Uh, so that that play just kind of kept Cincinnati in it. You got to think, even if the Chiefs get a field goal there, you know, I think they would have went up. Was it twenty-seven to three? Yeah. Uh, so you know, you're talking about three scores now. I mean, uh, four scores. So I mean, that that pretty much would have would have put them in. Um, but yeah, it didn't I mean, happen. It, I mean, it almost felt like there was there was hubris in the way the Chiefs were handling the entire game. I mean. They never tried a drive of establishing the running game, or they never really did a screen drive start. They never really, you know, committed to a closeout strategy in a championship game. They just five-step dropped and wanted to sling it. And then the Bengals made a couple adjustments, stopped it. You know, I mean, how? I mean, Mahomes has taken 15-yard sacks in the second half of that game. And, you know, it, I, I was screaming all year that the Chiefs, you know, when they're at second and five, they're good. But you know what? They got completely away from the running game when they're up in that game. They never got back to it. They never got established with it. They threw every play. I mean, Mahomes threw, what, like 50-something times? So, you know, you had an 18-point lead. And you don't even try to run the ball? Like, you don't even try it? And, you know, their old line's not bad. The Bengals' D-line isn't that good. Uh, it just felt like... You know, it was coming so easy to them in the first half. Like, it was coming so easy. Everything was going right. Passing, yeah, and especially in the deep third passing game. Everything was coming easy to them, and they just assumed it would keep coming. And, like, credit sometimes because Andy Reid keeps his foot on the gas. But you know what? He needed to alter it a little bit. And, like, the Bengals took the deep pass away, and Mahomes just wound up standing there forever. And then once you see him start, like, circling around like a maniac, it really looked a lot like that Tampa game last year, which is when, like, oh, there's nowhere to go, and – you know, and uh, well, I was really what's crazy. What's crazy is the Chiefs. The Chiefs weren't having a problem running the ball. McKinnon looked amazing in the game. Yeah, Gashley. Like he, yeah, he, he was running for five, six yards a carry. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I mean, he didn't have many carries. He only had six carries, but he averaged six yards a carry. Like the holes were there. The running game was there, and they just got away from it. Which and yeah. you get away from it when you're up by three possessions, <laughs> you know that, and you know it's you hear Andy Reid won it the one year with the comeback against the Niners, but you know it almost circled me back to the fact that you know Andy Reid for his entire career was considered a bad big game coach, and you could really see oh, yeah. it. That game was coached like shit in the second half, and you know <laughs> the Bengals, God bless them, they made all the plays they could and they they got it. But you know to me the story of that game really does become a little bit more about the Chiefs than it does the Bengals because, oh, absolutely. you know, what a, cluster, what a clusterfuck. Like, what a, what a disaster. Well, if you look at Kansas City's season in general, right, they started off what were they, four, four and three at one point. They, they were turning the ball over left and right. It was almost like that game was a microcosm of their season in reverse. The, the, first, right. the first half – they play the greatest half. Mahomes looks like an elite quarterback. They're going to run away with this thing. That was kind of like how they were playing the second half of the season. Uh, and then they kind of went back to the role with Mahomes just turning the ball over. I think that was the key in this game other than the, um, you know, the blunder at the end of the first half where the, the Chiefs were getting the ball to start the second half. And I think that was a key drive because if they can come out on that first drive and just get a little, you know, get some points. I think they can kind of rectify what happened in the first half. But I think they go three and out. Cincinnati gets the ball. That's when they have the the um the screen for the touchdown. And then the next possession for the Chiefs, Mahomes throws that pick on the screen pass. That was yeah. that was the game right there because then then Cincinnati was 
you know, in full comeback mode. Uh, they had full momentum. And then they, you know, Mahomes just choked the game away. I mean, well, that, you know that what? was on I mean, him. And you know what? I mean, look, they could have survived that sequence. You know, they got to overtime and they had the ball. They could, you know, because the, the feeling I had is, oh, they're just going to do to them what they did to the Bills. You know, they're yep. just going to go down. Kelsey will be open on an out route. And then Mahomes made another mistake. And, I mean, he just – he doesn't do that stuff, you know. And I, I don't know if at that point in the game he was just messed up. But, I mean, that interception he made was like – that. it reminded me a lot of a 07 NFC title game where Brett Favre just made that ridiculous, like, interception to the Giants because his head wasn't on right. It really felt like that. Like, this is a guy – I mean, he doesn't how, – how often does Mahomes make that mistake? Like, that was just a – a safety undercut, and he threw it right to him. You know? Right. I yep. mean, that really, yeah, really, really lineman. bad throw with everything on the line he threw that. So, you know, he's really bad. And then, you know, it's funny, though, the Bengals had to go take it, right? Because I – and I'll get to it in a minute. Stafford made the same mistake, and the defender dropped it. And that's the difference between, you know, going and not. But, you know – these games get crazy, and to see Mahomes just completely unravel and come undone, it was a sight to behold, and it really does make you appreciate, you know, what what Tom Brady is in these games, right? Because he got the 10 Super Bowls, and I don't remember him having many second halves like that. Well, I, I think you're right, Alex, that, that you know, that this game was more about the Chiefs losing the game I did, as opposed I did. I to really the Bengals winning yeah. it. I, you know, I know a, a lot of those talk shows on ESPN and NFL Network, they like to throw that that term around. Was it won more by this team or lost more by? Yeah. Bengals I, earned, I, they earned that win. You know, they made the no, plays absolutely. and they had to. I mean, both things, both things can be true, right? Like the Bengals executed a pitch-perfect second half and still shouldn't have had an opportunity to win that game. Like, because, you know, you're down by 18. You yeah, know, like the, Bengals, I, the Bengals played great, and they still should have lost. How good yeah. is you know, Evan You McPherson need help been? sometimes. What's that? How good is Evan McPherson been? 12 for I mean, 12. He's, 12 for 12 field goals so far in the playoffs. And, yeah. you know, and he's also, you know, the head coach coaches to his strength. You know, I mean, he, you can see sometimes that, in a third and 14 spot, they'll just throw a six-yard pass because they know McPherson will make a 54-yarder, you know? Like, they're right. not pushing the envelope, and it's helping them in all these close games. I mean, what a find. I mean, he I is, guess not a find, yeah. a fifth-round draft pick, so. He is plus 4,500 to win MVP, so if you like your uh, your prop bets, that's something you uh, might want to yeah, look if at. You want, if you want to <laughs> burn money, put it on the kicker. Because Vinatieri's yeah. never well, won. Well, if, so, you know, if, if there's any year, if there's any year it's going to happen, it's this year. I mean, he would obviously have to make – you know, like he's, the game-winning kick, you would have to make some key kicks in the game. He's ten, he's ten points away from becoming um, the single-season uh, high highest scorer in a playoff. Wow. Vinatieri wow. holds the record with forty-nine points on playoff, and hey, McPherson's been, got forty right now. Yeah, you know, I, he's been great. I, I, I mean, another what did thing. You think of, oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say another thing with this 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 uh, Chiefs Bengals game. Based on what happened with the Chiefs the week before, you know, they get that emotional win against Buffalo, uh, the game that, that was possibly the greatest game in, NFL, in uh, playoff history. You know, that's what I was concerned about, laying the seven with the Chiefs, just based on them coming off of that huge emotional win against, you know, over the 
I almost expected the Chiefs to do the opposite. I expected them to come out a little sluggish just based on all the emotion from last week, and then they pick it up in the second half. But uh, that obviously wasn't the case. It was the complete opposite. So I mean, it's, it's crazy how identical uh, last week's uh, Chiefs-Bengals game was to their Week 16 or Week 17 game, whichever right. week they played. Like It was the same exact scenario where the Chiefs just – managed to score three points in the second half and the Bengals took it to them in overtime again. Like Yeah, you know, you you've been saying it all playoffs, Campbell. I wasn't on the train yet about this Cincinnati defense and obviously, you know, they, they give they give up all those points in the first half and that uh you know um kind of they showed their hand there. But then they you know they, they made the plays in the second half. I mean Yet, but I think they at least showed the potential that they can slow down, you know, a high-powered offense. Uh, if they could do it to the Chiefs, they could definitely do it to the Rams. So, um, I mean, you know, go ahead. They were they were they were they were dropping eight in coverage, and Hendrickson was still getting to Mahomes. They were playing they were playing two over the top, taking away the deep ball, saying throw throw it underneath, and I mean that's not Mahomes' style. Mahomes is going to go for the big play regardless of what the defense is showing them. Right. That's true. He likes to take those take those chances, but um you know, I can't I mean, you can't discount just, what Joe Burrow's doing. Look, these game and again the the moment, right? Like these games get big and these championship moments happen and you just see these you just see great athletes fucking shit themselves and you saw the Chiefs completely shit themselves like in every way. And, you know, to me, it's a, there's a reason, and I was screaming, there's a reason the enemy didn't get an interview this cycle. I think people saw that game and they were like, fuck that. Because that was just, like you said, the second half was just handled so poorly. And, uh, I mean, the Chiefs are going to regret I, that I, one. I have a question. What happens to the Chiefs now? Because now all their best players are going to be paid like their best players. Like, that window's shut. Can the Chiefs just keep rolling for a while, or is that is this sort of the closing of them just dismantling the AFC after uh, this four-year run? It's the closing of them dismantling the AFC. I mean, between that and the AFC has gotten just so good uh, with these yeah. young quarterbacks, and that, like there's such a disparity right now between the AFC and the NFC. Um, yeah, I was, ca- I was forward. Ca- I was calling the uh, the NFC is the NBA East of the aughts for you NBA fans out there. Right? <laughs> it's like, like the NFC is very bad. But that window of domination. And the Cowboys still couldn't win a playoff game. <laughs> that window of domination <laughs> is closed in the Chiefs. I'm not saying they still can't come out of the AFC because, I mean, with Mahomes back there, Mahomes is the type of player where he can bring out the best in. I he, could see them becoming. With some speed. I yeah, they revamp. Yeah, I could see them becoming a version of what the like 2010 to 2017 Packers became, right. which is where like they're always winning 10 or 11 games, but maybe you know the quarterbacks getting sacked one or two times too many because they can't afford like the great old line anymore, and you know right, they yeah. got to win shootouts. So yeah, I, like, I think don't like, be too where you can shoot, you can write them into the playoffs pretty much year after year, but into the oh, AFC championship. Yeah into the AFC championship year after year, now that's a that's a different question because I think that window is closed where Well I had a big question for for next year. I was gonna save it for the end, but you know, do you think 
Like, do you think the Bills open as AFC favorites next year? Mm-hmm. I, I, think I the do. Bengals, I think the Bills. Yeah, I think the Bills, yeah. too. You I, know, think, I think next year there'll almost be pressure on the Bills next year. I don't know. I don't to think win the so. AFC. You think the Bengals will be the odds-on favorite? I, I think so. Because I, I think awesome. I think I think the Bill. I mean, the Bengals are a team that's built on rookie contracts. Right now. Like the Bills, yeah. the Bills are going to be losing some key players off that team a little bit yeah, this they, year. And they certainly lost the whole coaching staff and front office to the Giants. That's for damn sure. Right. Like I, I think I think the Bengals are going to be open up as a favorite next year. Uh, I, I, you look at Buffalo's division. Uh, all the turmoil that's going on in Miami and the Jets still rebuilding and, you know, the Patriots are going to be in contention, but I think it comes down to those divisions. I mean, you got to think Lamar Jackson uh, with him coming back, Baltimore is going to be better. And they had so many injuries last year. Uh, Uh, I mean, I said a couple weeks ago, futures bet was going to be the Ravens to win that division. They're playing, they're playing a fourth place schedule next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great look. They had so many injuries, uh, for sure, I think they're definitely going to be in contention. Is it me or does Cincinnati? Do you guys believe in that team of destiny? That you know that team just has everything go right for them. You know, we talked about one hundred percent. Yeah, that's why I, I I'm not going to you know give away yet. We're not going to get into the game. Obviously, we we got to talk about the NFC. But I mean, it's tough to pick a side in this game just based upon the fact that the Rams analytically are better in almost every category oh, than yeah. the Bengals. But then Bengal, the Bengals just have that mojo. They have that team of destiny feel to them. So I, I, I can't take a side in this game. Can't do it. Uh, I mean, look. I mean, look. Here's what I would tell you, Chet. This is the fourth game in a row where the team the Bengals are facing is analytically much better than them. Right? I'm, like the Ra- the Raiders matched up great with the Bengals. Right? Like we were both on the Raiders. They were even. They they you were know? even. Yeah. They they so, were even. I wouldn't say you know they were substantially but, uh, better. And again, not to complain about that game, but I still think Raiders was the right side of it. But, uh, yeah, you know, like the, I just think when you get to these games, you know, it, it becomes about players. It becomes about in-moment coaching and high-pressure decision-making. And we're going to get into the other team that's in this game in a minute, but so, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, mean, I, was, I, don't know. I, was, I said this to a, a couple of my friends in one of my group chats. I was like, I was like you can't deny the – team of destiny thing. Like, you look at the Bengals' path to the playoffs. They arguably won on a blown uh, a blown call where they call, they blew the whistle dead and still counted touchdown against the Raiders. Then they won a game where they gave up nine sacks in a game and still were able to beat the Titans. And then last week, 18-point second-half comeback to beat the four time, or the three-time, well, two-time, whatever, uh, reigning AFC champions, like that's a team of destiny. Yeah, that's why I can't pick a side in this game. Uh, I, I really, uh, I mean, I, I was concerned about Cincinnati. I was, I, I bet against them every week. I, I, that's why I wanted to tease the Chiefs down. I couldn't lay the seven with the Chiefs. Um, I mean, but I was concerned about the that game against Tennessee because, well, you look, let's go back to the to the Raiders game, the first playoff game. You know, the Raiders are coming off the short week um, against a divisional opponent. They, they get into the playoffs. They get all that momentum. I think they, they, they played on Monday, and then they, the playoff game was on Saturday. And the Raiders still had a chance to win that game. Uh, they, 
they easily could have won that game. And then Tennessee, you know, Tennessee, they, they lose the turnover battle to Cincinnati three to zip. And Cincinnati has to kick a game winning field goal. So it's like, you know, it, analytically, you know, yards per play, you're looking at everything. And, you know, Cincinnati has, has been out, out gained in those categories every week, but they're still winning. So it's like, I can't bet against that team right now. I agree. And I think, uh, well, you know, the Bengals also have a very sneaky, nobody talking about it, pass rush. They get after the passer. And, you know, they, they, they impacted Tannehill. They impacted Mahomes the second half last week. And, you know, when you get a pass rush in these big games, these quarterbacks start acting a little bit funky. And you know who doesn't when he gets sacked nine times? And that's Joe Burrow. And I, I think – as crazy as this is to say, if both quarterbacks get sacked five times in the first half, if that happens in this game, right, who do you trust to have the better second half, Burrow or Stafford? I would, I would trust Burrow to have the, the better half, the better yeah. second half. And I think if the defense gets to Stafford early, I, especially because you know McVay isn't up to this. McVay fucked that game. I mean, we got to talk about that game. But McVeigh fucked that game up six ways from Sunday last year. Dumb challenges, dumb timeouts. You know, again, they could have put him away earlier. Yeah, I just – I don't trust the Rams to close this game out. And the team they're facing is a team that's literally just living off of closing these games out. And I, I, I think it's – I think the side is Cincy, as crazy as this is to say. So we got to get to the Rams game at some point. I mean, yeah, I've been, I, I've, been, I've been saying it for four weeks now. This Bengals defense is underrated. Like, it, it is. And, you know, and you, got Hen- you. you got Hendrickson who's the pass rush with the best of them. Uh, Von Bell and Mike Hilton storing up the defensive backfield. I mean, Eli Apple, guy's a liability 85% of the time, but he makes that play that wins them games, too. Like, he, he, well, got the, he got the batted ball in the Tennessee game that – for an and, the, and I'll tell you what, they're schemed <laughs> up great. That D coordinator who the Giants interviewed and everyone said, oh, why are they interviewing him? That guy's going to be a head coach next year for sure. Like, he's not going to survive another cycle. I mean, that's a, it's a really well-run defense. It's got underrated talent on it. You know, by the way, Cam, there's a – you want to talk about being sick? I got to watch Eli Apple cover Odell Beckham in a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> are, you, are you shitting me with BJ, with BJ Hill balling out as a D tackle for the Bengals? Because BJ Hill's playing great fucking ball right now. All, All right. these guys that we drafted are fucking thriving. And it lets you know, it lets you know, you know, even if we did draft well, it didn't fucking matter with the coaches we had. Eric Flowers, <laughs> Eli Apple, all these fucking guys. DeAndre Baker was having a nice – all these guys leave and fucking flourish when they get away from our fucking cesspool of a franchise. So. <laughs> but, yeah, Eli Apple against Odo Beckham. Fuck me. Well, I mean, I don't think Cincinnati has seen a defensive line like the Rams is all season long. So I definitely expect them to get after Burrow. Is it going to be the deciding factor in the game? I don't know. But like you said, Alex, you know, these pass rushers, and pass rushing in general in the Super Bowl tends to be, you know, a big, big factor. I mean, look back a few years ago with uh, the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs had so many injuries on the offensive line, kind of like Cincinnati does. And, you know, the Bucs just feasted on them with that defensive line, and they won the game by, by three scores. So that's Rams, why – Rams D-line is going to be on 
bro, like the sensors are going to be on us after Alex's Giants rant just now. Well, I t- how, uh, <laughs> well, and you know what? Again, I talk about uh, big players in big games. If you, gun to my head, who's been the who's been the Rams' best D lineman in the playoffs? I would say Von Miller. And you know, certain players you get in the big spots are just better. And you know, w- would it stun you? Like honestly, a great prop bet is Von Miller for defensive MVP of the game. Like to win MVP, Ooh. he's he's already got one, right? He's done it, yeah. He's done it, and you know yeah. he could do a sack for his fumble at any point to wreck the game, and he's still good, and he'll be up for this one because if he wins, oh. a, if he wins a second one, you know, that's, I mean, that's Ron, Miller has, of Ron Miller has the advantage of yeah. getting one on one, getting one on one pass blocking against him because they have to Aaron go Donald. to Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Aaron Donald and, is so good. That and they, did, did you hear who got activated today? The no. guy I've mentioned a few times on this pod, Sebastian so, Joseph. Sebastian was, he was activated after being put on the IR in week eight, and that D-line wasn't quite as good. Now he comes in to just stuff the run and be the guy to absorb two blocks. It's really going to – it's the first time him and Vaughn and Donald and Floyd are all playing together. So that could be – that could be something fun to see because you haven't gotten this because Donald's had to respect the run a little bit when normally they let Joseph do the run and Donald just go crazy. So now they can kind of go do what they want to do on the D line with him back. So it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, we can get to the side uh, in the game, unless you guys want to talk about the Niners and Rams a little I bit do, more. I do have, I, I think there's some Rams Niners to, to go. If only because, you know, I was, uh, playing in an all-time Madden tournament last Sunday, so I had to go back and spend an hour watching the game today because I haven't seen the TV copy yet <laughs> of the game. Let me tell yeah, you, man. Go for it. The, the Rams get fucking tight, man. Like, the like they were losing, and they came back, but then, I mean, McVay, just dumb timeouts. The team doesn't close it out. Stafford throws the ball right oh. to the Niners, like right to them. That would have right. really been a tough spot. Right. Rams are out of timeouts by the third quarter. Yeah, you know, (laughs) and like I'm watching it and I'm like, how the hell did they win this game? And, you know, it just, it really brought me back to that awful, awful Super Bowl where the Rams were much more talented than the Patriots and they lost 13 to three and McVay went to the postgame presser and basically, you know, crying saying, you know, I got schooled by Bill Belichick, if you remember that. Yep. Lost a lot of money on the Rams that game. Yep. Yeah, didn't we all? But this I is a uh, you never bet against yeah. me. <laughs> this is this is you know this is a team that I just I'm not going to trust them to close it out. And to me, when the pressure gets elevated on them, they play worse. And this is a game that's completely designed to be a pressure cooker. You know, I mean, by the time six thirty Sunday night comes around, you know, you know what those games are like. I mean, the, the pressure from snap one. I mean, half the players shit themselves anyway. You know what, Alex? With 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 all those blunders that the players and uh, the coaching staff had for the Rams uh, a few weeks ago, they still won the game. I think Stafford threw an opening. They did, Stafford threw an interception on the opening drive in the red zone. I mean, that's that's easy. You know, three to seven points that they missed out on there. They still won the game. They were down by ten points, seventeen to seven, in the late third quarter, I think, and won the game. You know, so is it more impressive? Or is it more concerning that they were able to overcome those mistakes or the fact that they made those mistakes? You know, to me, but it's it, that they, it, to me, I would just say it's that they made those mistakes because talent-wise, they're better than the 49ers. Are they? So, like, what, I think so. 
And and to me, it's like, why are they always losing to these teams? Why are they t- like how? Niners have their number all year. You know, they have their number. Niners have their number for three the last but, three years. <laughs> and you know, to yeah. that I would just say, like, you know, it's a the big Niners win. Have a better, have a better coach. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. And I think so. I mean, you're gonna if you go player by player through those two teams. Oh, I mean, the Rams are the significantly Rams better than the 49ers, yeah. you know, and especially with Stafford over Jimmy G now. But, you know, like, you know, I'll see your Debo Samuel and Ray at Cooper Cup, you know, like any day. So, I mean, the, I guess well, the tight end is where there's a big advantage. But to me, it's, you know, the Niners are just – they just tighten up in these spots, you know. You'd love to see them go up 28-3 to against the Bucks and not need Stafford to bail out, you know. Did you guys hear that Higby's out? Around. Tyler Higby's out for the yeah. Super Bowl, tight end for the yeah, Rams. No, I do not. It's a bad one. Yep, he's officially out. Uh, CJ Uzama, we're not sure about his status yet, but uh, I, I think they're leaning towards him playing. But I guess we'll see. he's going to play. Uh, he's going to get a. He, it's happy shot season. Each yeah. each round, I, I mean, each round, I've kind of been picking out the worst quarterback around and fading them completely. I mean, you had Jalen Hurts in the wild card round, and then I, I pointed out Ryan Tannehill as the worst quarterback going into the divisional round, and Jimmy G going into the conference championship. And all those quarterbacks, like, the one thing in common, they cost their teams the games. Like, they had opportunity. I mean, the Eagles got blown out, but Tannehill, opportunity to win. I mean, go, going for a game-winning field goal, so it was a terrible interception. Garoppolo, I mean, all he had to do was be a serviceable quarterback in the second half of that game, and he couldn't do that. Like, quarterback play matters is one of the biggest things here, and it's going to be one of the big things in, which leads to my pick in this coming Super Bowl. Who do you, do you guys think, think is that? Do you oh, think sorry, Stafford, I just, do you think Stafford needs the win? Yes. Like, if it, can he survive the loss and still be considered like a really good quarterback, or like I if mean, he loses this, it's a big, big knock against him. I mean, he could survive the loss, but I think the quarterback, like out of the two quarterbacks, Stafford needs to win more for yeah uh, his legacy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's coming from. I mean, he made Detroit look semi-serviceable. And that's a hard thing to do. I, I, I think he, I think he has to win this game. I mean, they, they have everything invested in this guy. They give up multiple first round picks. Yeah, the, Ram, the Rams have three. The Rams have three draft picks next year. They have a fifth round pick and two sevens. Uh, yeah, I okay. mean that, that's why that's they why have to win. They are all in. They they traded for Von Miller. Like this is their time. They have hey, to win. Hey, hey you got to hat tip them when they're playing in the Super Bowl, though. Right. I mean, yeah. he, he needs to win more, like as Chetty said, more because the Rams banked their whole future on this year. Like, this is it. it yeah. I, I I don't think it, I don't think he needs to win for his legacy personally, but for the team, yeah, he needs it because they 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 put their whole future on for this year, and it's only going to go downhill from here for them. Three draft picks next year, four draft picks in twenty twenty three, a second, a third, a fifth, and a sixth. They have to win. They have to. They made some good moves, you know, with, with picking up o, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, trading for Von Miller, uh, giving the multiple first uh, round picks for hey, Stafford. They, 
they have to hey, win this everything, game. Everything they've done, even back to the Ramsey trade, you know, all these gambles have really come up smelling like roses for them. You know, oh, yeah. really, so, none of them, so let me none... let me ask you guys. So let me ask you guys this: Which team has more pressure on them to win this game? The Rams. Rams. Oh, has to be. There, there's no has pressure on the Bengals to win this game at all. The, yeah. the Bengals sure. are seen by everyone as having already overachieved for this playoff. And they exactly. have no pressure on them. They can play yep. as loose as possible because no one is yep. expecting much out of the, them. Yeah, the, the only question I would say for the for the Bengals about pressure is that the game just generates a lot of pressure. You know, like they're going to go out and the stretches is two hours early and then there's 27 minutes of a national anthem and all that. I mean, I remember Larry Fitzgerald. I was listening to an interview when he talked about the Super Bowl and he said like he'd never been in it and he didn't understand that if you don't get the final drive of the first half in the middle of the game, you can go an hour and 20 human minutes between offensive snaps for your team. So like that just might be something McVay and the Rams who were just in this game are a little bit more prepared for than the Bengals might be. Just the game itself is so weird with the start and stop and the extended breaks and just the amplified pressure on everyone, that the Bengals being a very young team, you just worry about them, like, pulling – I don't know if you follow the NBA, but the, kind of what I would call pulling a Phoenix, which is, like, you get to the championship and you realize where you are and you're like, oh, shit. And then, you you know, you just – you don't come up big in that spot. Uh, that's my only concern for the Bengals. Uh, but the Rams have a ton more pressure to win who, on Sunday. Who, who has had the tougher road to the Super Bowl? In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Um, who did the, the Rams have week one? They had the Cardinals. Rams, who did, who did the beat Cardinals. them? Cardinals, Bucks, and um, Niners. And then the Bengals had the Raiders, the Titans, and the Chiefs. I would, I, I, I would have to say Rams. Got it. Really? The Bengals. Wow. I would say I mean, the Rams. To, to Brady. Me, I mean, you, the Bucks were a shell of themselves. Like they, they had so many injuries that, like, that wasn't a complete Bucks team. Like uh, that game should have never been as close as it was. Like the fact that the Rams fumbled the ball four times to let the Bucks back in that game was like despicable. Um, it's still Tom Brady, though. I mean, uh, you know, the Raiders had to win the last game to get in. I mean, of the Tennessee six, was considered the worst number one seed in NFL history. You know. Yeah, I mean, of the six games, of those six, the Bengals have the hardest win because they beat the Chiefs, who I think is the best of the six teams that lost. But then I think the Rams might have, like, two, three, and five, you know? <laughs> like, right, right. In terms of, like, who had the harder row. Because, like, the beating the Chiefs and Arrowhead's so good. But then, like, the other two you might be able to knock a little bit. Uh, well, you know, the we, Rams we, did have two home games, you know, so they only had to go on the road to Tampa. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, you know, it's going to be 90 degrees for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Do you think that plays a part? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I 90, mean, 90 for them Ohio boys who are used to 10-degree weather right now? Yeah. I mean, it's usually the, the wind that has more of an effect, I don't think. If you're talking about fatigue and things of that nature, dehydration – you know, those training staffs and coaching staffs know to keep those guys hydrated. Uh, do you like the Gatorade as a prop bet? Do we have any colors in our mind, gentlemen? Are we going with purple? Oh, you got you to go orange, right? I was going to say blue. Yeah. I think purple's like plus 750. That's what it was last year. Or no, no, it was it was blue. 
last year. I read a fun fact a few days ago. Anytime Brady has won a Super Bowl, the blue Gatorade has won the prop bet for the Gatorade flavor. Oh, really? Yeah. What about, what about that blue color with, with Brady? But, um, yeah, I guess we can get into, into some prop bets, too. I was thinking we could, you know, we don't have to put a number on the prop bets that we give, but I kind of found, you know, three to five that I like, and then we could just either pick a side. Uh, we kind of know where you're going, Campbell, in the game. Um, so we could kind of start with you. So let's p- pick either a side or a total in the game, and then anywhere from three to five prop you, it's. I actually have had a really tough time picking a side on this one. Like I've been going back and forth. Like my heart has been saying Bengals the whole time, but I mean, you look at you look at the rosters and you can see the clear advantage with the Rams. But it's hard to go against the team of destiny, and that's what the Bengals are. Um, Joe Burrow has. An underdog of more than three points is six and zero straight up this season. I, I think this. I think, and the Rams like they've shown vulnerability on their defensive side, and I don't think they've seen a threesome such as Chase, um, Higgins, and Boyd. Um, I mean, that, that's three dangerous receivers that. Burrow has built such good connections with. And outside of Ramsey, I don't think they can cover. Um, they have the people that can cover them. So I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one um, for my side. I definitely love them at plus four. Um, I think I think it, if the game is going to be um, the game is going to be close. So even if a loss, I think it's going to be within three points. So I definitely love the plus four, but I also love getting that plus one seventy money line. I think the Bengals are going to take it this year. I I would agree that if you go Bengals, you should go money line. Yeah, like I don't think you should. I I don't think like I I don't think they'll lose close. I think if they lose, it's because the Rams kill them. Yeah, I mean yeah, usually I mean, the score. I think if usually, I think if it's close, the Bengals win. Usually the point spread does not come into effect with the Super Bowl. I'm just looking this up. The last time that a team won the game but didn't. I'm looking through that right now. I believe it was – might have been Green Bay and Pittsburgh back in, in the 2010 season. Um, I think Green Bay was like a seven-point favorite, and they won the game by six. I mean, uh, it's been over ten years. I've been, I've, been going, I've been going against fading the worst quarterback, and I think quarterback-wise, I mean, I know Stafford is good, but I think Burrow is better. I think I, I have to go with the best quarterback principle. And take Burrow in this game. And Burrow, you want, I mean, Burrow's been in big games before. Like his last full season, you know, he got hurt last season, but his last full season, he's winning college shit. Like that's more pressure than anything Stafford's been under. And I think as a quarterback that we've seen this season, the quarterback who crumbles under pressure most is Stafford. Like he's going to be the one turning into a turnover machine once he starts feeling the pressure. Burrow has shown great poise. I wonder the only thing in this game from a Bengal perspective that would really, that like I don't know about, is you know if Ramsey takes Chase out of the game, which could happen, can the Bengals consistently move the ball without him? 
And I think that could be tough. That's the only thing in the game that, like, scares the shit out of me. I don't take think, the Bengals. I don't think they should put Ramsey on Chiefs. They already said they are. He's he's traveling. I I was listening to, like, Bart Scott talk about – and Bart Scott, I felt like, had a oh, he's great, great. – yeah, put put Ramsey on Higgins, and put a double team on Chase. You're taking two. You're taking their top two because Ramsey could Ramsey could man up Higgins one on one. Like he he won't need help. He could cover that on an island. Yeah. And then you you have two on Chase. You're taking away their top two weapons and saying either throw it to Boyd or run the ball down our throat. So we'll be ready for you either way. Yeah, I like it. Interesting that Bart Scott would say that, who played with Darrell Weavis, who never covered the number two wide receiver, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to tell you guys why why I really like the under in this game, and that's probably going to be the, the bet that I make on Sunday. Uh, you look at Matthew Stafford plays really, really well against the Blitz. I, mean, I think about that game back a few weeks ago against Tampa where they, they blitzed him. He made that big throw. They kicked the game-winning field goal. Bengals. Uh, Hardly blitz. They're bottom five in in uh, blitzing this season. Um, so I think that's going to spell trouble for Stafford just based on his track record. Uh, on the other hand, I don't know how much time Jer- Joe Burrow is going to have time to throw. Uh, he could have all the weapons at the skill position players he wants, but if he's only having you know one and a half two seconds to throw the ball, it's not going to really matter. So I, I think both offenses are going to struggle in this game based upon the fact that. Cincinnati plays a style of defense that doesn't bode well for Stafford, and the Rams' defensive line is going to overwhelm that Cincinnati. There's just oh, offensive line. There's just such a huge mismatch there. Um, I see this as a really, really, really dirty defensive struggle, uh, ugly game. Probably see a, a lot of turnovers in this game. Uh, so I really like the under. I'm, I think you should wait. Uh, public betters come in on the Super Bowl. And probably the underdog, so I'm going to just sit and wait, see if it gets back to 50 where it opened. But I really like the under as long as it's over 47. So I heard, um, I heard a stat today that the Rams were also 30th against the screen, and I think a quick game, quick wide receiver screens is something that they can do to neutralize that pass rush against the Rams. Yeah, they'll definitely try the, the short passing game for sure. DBs are just really aggressive, um, and I know they're banged up at, at the safety position, and they got <laughs> Eric Weddle out, out of the nursing home. But <laughs> I, I, I just think the, def- the defensive line specifically, um, you know, sooner or later those Rams DBs are going to press, and they're not going to allow that short passing game. And uh, I, I just see this as a real defensive defensive struggle I, I would love it if it got to, to 50 again and then um you know if you like a side maybe just like look at a team total you know if you guys like like the Bengals, then you can look at the rams under i think they're at 27 and a half right now so that might not be um a bad look if you guys don't want to play the, the total in general just take take a side but yeah i'm going under uh 48 and a half um alex i have a feeling you're gonna take Cincinnati too. I, uh, I think yeah. I think I'm taking. I think I'm taking Cincy money line. I think oh. I think it's the be- I think it's the best bet to make in the game just because all the reasons we went over before. But you know, I th- I think 
I, I just, you know, what, what happened with the Rams a couple of years ago is just like sitting so fresh in my mind right now. So like they just not only no showed, like the whole roster showed up playing so tight. You know, Donald was in that game too and didn't make an impact at all. So I, I just, I think I'm going Bengals. And I think, uh, you know, it'll be a bit of a road game for him too. So maybe it'll feel a little bit more like a normal game since LA's in their home stadium. But I think I'm going Bengals money line, and I think I'm just gonna. I wasn't there for any of these mm. weddings, so I'll be there for the funeral. Is the way my dad would tell me. <laughs> I, I do Bengals right now. So. I give absolutely zero home field advantage for a Rams home game. Yeah, like, I was thinking the same thing. I think it's an advantage for them to be at home, you know, not having to travel and to kind of be in their in their routine. But in terms of fans it. in the stadium. Eh. I mean, I don't follow West Coast team. Like, if the Gi- if the Giants who just played a Super Bowl at MetLife, that would be a home game. So, is it, I'm guessing it's not, you're saying it's not like that for the Rams. I, I don't mean, think so. The Ram- Rams, don't have, Rams don't have a home a home uh, fan base. Like, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. You're getting fans yeah, from all so over much. the world, and the Rams San, don't have a San great Fran- fan base. San Francisco took over that stadium. Cincinnati's going to take yeah. over that stadium. Like, they are. The, I agree. The, the Rams fan base was in St. Louis. It's not in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think the only advantage is the routine of them, you know, being in their own facilities, not right. having to travel. But they have two weeks off. I mean, you know, we're not talking it. We're not. We're not talking short weeks here. You know, so I don't think it's a bad travel spot for Cincinnati. They've had two weeks. It's a freaking Super Bowl. If you're not up for this game, then you shouldn't be in it. You know, so I think the right. only advantage is that the Rams, you know, are in their facilities. They're getting, you know, they're getting I mean, treatment from the same people they normally get. You know, stuff like that. I, I like. I've been part of. I mean, you know, I've been like a part of like leagues, and I've been in championship games in those leagues. Like, I've I've had to do the week, two week stays in the in the hotels, and sometimes like as the home team, like there's more distractions as the home team because you have, like, you're dealing with family there. Like, as the, as a visiting team, like you're stuck in a hotel, you have a set schedule. Like you have, like they keep you on a set routine. Like you don't have all the normal everyday life distractions that you would being at home. Right. Yep. So no advantage in my eyes, but Alex, um, so you're going to take Cincinnati money line. I feel like we should give him, we should give him like a prize or something. If the Bengals. Um, hey, my Venmo is always open. Chet. Trust, <laughs> me, I'll get a, trust me. I'll get a prize if the Bengals win straight up. He sees that plus 170, man. He, he's I mean, inspired. I'm, I'm, in, I'm inspired by Cam. It, it wasn't on my mind until Campbell told me a couple of days ago he did it. Like, it's, yeah, it's a I, I, move more than I, I, already, I already put 125 to win 212 on the money line. I also threw 275 to win 250 on the, on the spread. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. 125 to win. Oh, wait. I'm, yeah, okay. You're not including the 125. Okay. No, I'm not including I was about to say. I was like, what? That's fucking terrible. Lot. No. No. I'm like, no. Uh, yeah, I'm not including the. What do you guys think about What do you guys think about in-game betting in this game? I mean, the, we saw the Bengals go down, you know, by 21 points, and you had amazing. I think it got up to, like, plus 900 at one point. If, if the Rams come out, they score a field goal or. I mean, you're getting at least plus 425 on Cincinnati to win that game. Do you do you kind of bank on that Cincinnati comeback mojo, or do you take the lesser odds and just kind of hope for the best? You you wait till the Rams get a two touchdown lead and you put your money on Joe Burrow. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I might hedge. 
Any any it, running back yeah. you like, Teddy? Because I'd like I'd like to fade one of those. Say it again, <laughs> the, any, any Tony Pollard, baby. Like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. Here, but like ten miles. I mean, <laughs> speaking of like gameplay, though, like I'll like this will go into like one of the prop bets I love. Like you've seen the Rams this playoffs, like they get out to fast starts. You've seen the Bengals this playoffs. They're kind of a second half team. I love right. the I love Rams as the first team to score prop bet this week. And Jack Kings ran a little boost on it earlier this week. Um, the first team to score boost up to plus two hundred. So I got I got Rams to score first. I threw fifty bucks on it to uh win a hundred to win a hundred. So I mean that's probably my favorite prop bet right now that I have placed. So okay, I like that. Just first team, it could be a field goal or a touchdown. Yeah, first score or first team to score. I like that. No, I like that a lot. Another one I really liked was um, uh, team to defer. So whoever whoever wins the coin toss will defer. I look back on every game that the Rams and Bengals won the coin toss. They deferred every single time. Um, so you got to think that uh, it's going to be the same here. I think the odds are really bad. They're like minus like minus five hundred or something like that. But I mean, it's as sure of a bet um, as you can get. So I really I mean, like that team to defer. I'll, I'll throw my I'll throw my coin toss prop. I'll throw my little profit on the coin toss like I do every year. Like I won't go like five thousand carrying around a Bible like Dwight did that one year. But... <laughs> <laughs> tails never fails. You got lucky. I'll, I'll definitely be betting tails. I mean, tails have won fifty six percent of the Super Bowls. You got it's you true. Got, you got to ride the. You got to ride the. Um, you got to ride the wave and take tails. tails they've won fails. six out of. They've won six out of the past ten. So they're, they they. For some, I don't know if it's the uh, weight of the uh, coin. Of, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of hot hand fallacy going on here for the mathematics <laughs> people. <laughs> and theory, I, I read to go the other way, knowing that it'll balance out over the next forty-four Super Bowls. Read today that Caesars is, is uh, giving even money. Really nice. You shouldn't have to lay juice for a coin flip. Come on. <laughs> sure. They they did no. that. Yeah. You want to uh, go to Vegas? Let's go to Vegas. Let's do it. Who's Who's singing, the, who's singing the national anthem? Oh, I don't know. Eminem. Just kidding. No, Eminem's the halftime. Hey, I, it's oh, oh. some random I'm, guy. I'm sure. um, let's see who this random guy is. Let's, um, let's talk Mickey about some Dayton. more. Oh, yeah. I had no idea who that was. He's a country singer. Okay. Um, Take the other. The under. <laughs> Another prop that I like is uh, will either team successfully convert a fourth down? And again, you're laying a lot of juice at minus 360, but uh, I'm definitely taking yes with that. Um, if one, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't see the Bengals blowing out the Rams. If the Bengals win this game, it's going to be tight. But can I see the Rams? Blowing out the Bengals, yeah, I guess so. But if that's the case, then you know you got to think that Cincinnati, even in like a garbage time touchdown, uh, they're going to be having to go for it on fourth down. Um, I, I, I like that prop bet too. Uh, will either and it's either convert uh, a fourth down. So uh, I like that prop bet. Alex, do you have any uh, prop bets? Yeah. Okay. Wait, what were you going to say? That's all I did. I, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, like, 
what do you got? I, I like, I like, I mean, it's just a fun, it's a fun prop bet, but like, I, I like to throw like 10 bucks on, uh, will an offensive lineman score a touchdown plus 2,500? <laughs> you never know. That, I remember there know. was a, a few years ago where I had the, um, will there pretty much be more than two, you know, players throwing a pass? I think that was in the uh, Chiefs and um, Niners Super Bowl three years ago, and I because I remember Mike uh, Mike Shanahan really liked to you know do those trick plays. Uh, he had um, you know wide receivers throw the ball. I don't know. I don't. It wasn't Debo Samuel. Obviously, I forget who he had had throw it. But I remember they called the play, but the receiver didn't throw it, and he got he got tackled for a loss. And I was like, no, nope, there goes a thousand bucks. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Uh, did you do you guys uh, ever think about doing that? I mean, you look at Odell Beckham. They they had the um you know the the wide receiver pass uh from him in the championship game. Do you think they would do it two weeks in a row? Um, uh, I mean, you never know. I mean, they're, they're gonna they're gonna pull out a Philly special, possibly. It's I possible. I, I think I have a good prop that I like. Okay. Over 24 and a half receiving yards for Joe Mixon. I like that too. I actually you read talked that. About, you, talked, you talked about the screen game, and Burrow goes to him a lot. And if the Rams start to play a high shell, then he's going to go to him early and often. And you only need 25 receiving yards to win. So you could just get it on one catch. So I like I that. I love one. that. I love that because if you're assuming that the Rams are going to get a lot of pressure – Right, you got to think that yeah. Burrow's going to be checking the ball down a lot. Uh, yeah. Man, I like that a lot, actually. I might even go go over receptions for Joe Mixon too. Let you me know, see what the, I don't know if I can see the reception. I'm looking. Do you see, do you have it? I do not, uh, but I'll, I'll get it. Five right, grand see. on receptions. Over. <laughs> <laughs> you can take Joe three, Burrow. Three and a three and a half, Chet. Three and a half for Mixon. So, so four catches. Wins. Oof. I, I got to guarantee. He says, "Oof!" He just did a whole rant about how sure he was. Four catches is not a lot. I got a guaranteed one. Oh, it's it's under the draft. It's under the DraftKings promos. Joe Burrow for one plus completion at minus twenty (laughs) thousand. You You want to lay? There was actually a Joe Burrow one. I don't know if I misread it. Joe Burrow over ten and a half rushing yards. Don't you think he'll easily have that? Uh, uh, I wouldn't say easy. I don't uh, know. Okay. If he gets sacked, does that go against his rushing total? No. 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 Doesn't. No. Um, I feel it like goes against, bets sometimes. It goes against the team's passing total. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't do personal stats because players are getting pissed about their contracts getting fucked up. The uh, you don't think eleven rushing yards for Joe Burrow is? I mean, is, I, a, gimme, I, is a gimme. I, I not a gimme. I think I, I think I heard that he's only broken that like six times this season. Those bets I are heard, almost too good to be true just by looking at them. You know, it's like, I oh, could, only I eleven could be and a half wrong yards. On that, but I thought that's what I heard on the radio about that prop. I don't think he's gonna be. I mean. He did have a few plays against Kansas City where he got outside of the pocket. He extended some, some time, but that's a Kansas City defensive line. I mean, we're talking about a whole different ballgame with the Rams. 
So I don't know. That's probably just one I would stay away from. Oh my God! The receiving yard over under for Cooper Cup. Guess what it is? One hundred five. Hundred one hundred three and a half. Mm. I mean, I, I would slam that under. Under a hundred and two receiving yards, you still win. I mean, it's a Super Bowl. That's hard to do. Yeah, and the Bengals have decent DBs. Too. I mean, Cooper Cup at times is uncoverable, but. Uh, I, I kind of lean under there, too, especially with Odell. But you got to think now that the targets. Um, and I, just, I definitely wouldn't take you over there. So, yeah. I, yeah. I do have another one that I do really like, too. Uh, and this is, like, a realistic one, not just, like, a fun one. Um, there's, a, there's a prop of the jersey number of the first touchdown score. And I like <laughs> I like under twenty three and a half. I mean, you look you look at the rosters, and you'll uh, the under three twenty three and a half. You'll get Beckham, you'll get Stafford, you'll get Cup, you get Van Jefferson, you get Cam Akers, you get Jamar Chase, huh. Joe Burrow. I mean, basically, the what's the juice on that? Uh, minus one forty. Basically, oh. the only one you'll have to really fade is like Joe Mixon. Right. What do you guys think about Joe Mixon in this game? And we could talk about Cam Akers, too, because I think Cam Akers is going to have a really big day. Um, that's another prop that I liked. I liked um, Cam Akers' anytime touchdown score. I think Cam Akers is going to lead uh, the game in rushing yards. So uh, those are minus 110 and minus 125, respectively. But I think Cam Akers is going to have a big game. I mean, we talked about you know how Kansas City kind of took their pedal off the gas with the running game. Um, so there's definitely going to be opportunities for, for the Rams in this game to run the football. And you got to think that maybe McVay is going to try to protect Stafford a little bit in this game, uh, make make the game easy for him, you know, easy and get him in a rhythm. So I think that's going to really come down to the running game and uh, Cam Akers. What do you guys think? I mean, I think, I think Cam Akers is a, a big game. Um, for the Rams to win. I think he's going to need to open up that passing attack because if if the Rams aren't going to run the ball, the Bengals are just going to sit back and play coverage the whole time. And they're going to take away the deep routes like they did with the Chiefs. I can see them shutting down Cooper Cup. I could, uh, not like completely, but like shutting him down from having any big plays and keeping him underneath. And that's how the Bengals are going to win the game. Like, not giving up big plays, bending but don't break, and then, like, holding them to field goals once they get in the red zone. That's yeah. got to be the Bengals' game plan going into this game. Yeah, I think I think a good uh, point to bring up, too, is, you know, with these prop bets, it's just my opinion, but you want to make these prop bets, they strengthen – you know, your side in the game, whether it's a total or, you know, a right. side. So, for example, you guys like the Bengals, so you're not going to be taking Cam Akers over rushing. You know, you probably go with Joe Mixon if you wanted to go that route. You know, so I, I think, um, you know, as long as it's kind of only strengthening your, your lean or bet on the side, I think, you know, that probably gives you the best opportunity to, to win. I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, do you guys mix in? Oh, I got one I like. 
field goal kick to hit the uprights plus 400. <laughs> so all, you gotta, all you gotta do is hit the post. Cody Parkey, the kicker for uh, for the Rams now. I, I can tell you, I can tell you, you're not getting that out of McPherson. Definitely not. I mean, Matt Gay's hit the post before, so I mean, I'm looking at those prop bets where you have to lay a little bit of juice because if I'm seeing like plus four hundred, plus four seventy five, there's a reason why. It's gotten to that level. You know, it's like I'm looking at the minus 140s, the minus 150s, the minus 125s. That's where I think we can get some value. You're, you're talking about like an MVP. Obviously, those odds are going to be a lot higher. And like first touchdown right. score, stuff like that. Well, let's talk about who. I mean, who do we think is going to be the MVP? Uh, well, do you think Stafford is going to have a good enough game to be MVP if they win, because if, you know, if the Rams win, I don't think it's going to be Stafford. I don't think so either. I think Cam Akers. I like Cam Akers at plus twenty five hundred mm. MVP. But I don't I'm think Beckham. I don't. I'm I talking. mean, the last time a receiver got it, I can't even remember the last time a receiver got it. Hines Ward. There you go. Oh yeah, oh, was it Holmes? Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, both right. of Ben's both of Ben's Super Bowl wins went to the receiver. Yeah. That's wow. a good one. He's no Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Akers. If the Rams win, I th- I'm either going Cup or I'm going um, Donald. Or who? Aaron Donald. Oh, Don- oh, really? No Von Miller, huh? No. I, <laughs> I think Aaron Donald's going to be the one. I can't find... All I can find is D lineman, like the position of it. Can you find the player ones? Yeah, Aaron Donald at plus sixteen hundred. What's Vaughn? Wow, plus forty five hundred. Oh, that's the move. Forty five um, to one. If that's for the, the Bengals, number, Chet. If it's the Bengals, I think it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be Burrow. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a shoe win if the Bengals win. Well, let's let's go back in history here. I'm looking to see when the last time a defensive lineman won MVP, and I am going all the way back. We're in the 80s now. There we go. Richard Dent, uh, Super Bowl 20. That was uh, the 85 Bears up against the New England Patriots. The last time a defensive lineman has won it. I don't think a D-tackle has ever won it. Uh, but if there's somebody to break that mold, it's definitely Aaron Donald. But, man, I'm seeing a lot of QBs. I'm seeing you know a lot of running backs, obviously. Um, tough one, tough, tough one. But I lean Acres or uh, Cup on the Rams, and uh, I mean, look, if there's a defense that's going to have the MVP, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Rams. So um, either like Miller or uh, Aaron Donald, but I'll probably stay away. Uh, I found I found another prop that I like. <laughs> yeah. Who who will the Super Bowl MVP thank first? I'm definitely going with God at plus 350. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard so. Yeah, I, I heard that Um, if the Bengals win, they're probably going to thank the city first, you know, oh, okay. just because, you know what I mean? And then if if, if, if so, Cup wins so it, the they'll c- thank God. The city is at plus 275. Really? 
Joe Burrow think Joe Joe Burrow thinks he is God, so he ain't thanking him. I mean, That's know, very true. Know, like, That's very very true. It's like I, I want I want one of like how many minutes until Joe Burrow does the LSU in uniform cigar pose after a Bengal win? Like eleven huh. minutes after the game, fourteen. You know he's doing it. Uh, like leg can, crossed on the bench. Can anyone explain this prop bet to me? Will there be an octopus? What octopus? There's a prop bet on DraftKings. Will there be an octopus? What does that even is mean? Is one of the rappers like octopus thing? I have no idea. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> do, you, do you guys have any idea what that means? I. I and you see some weird stuff. Well, props. Are they implying is there an Aquaman trailer that's going to debut? Or... <laughs> Octopussy? <laughs> uh, hey, I like uh, highest I, scoring. Uh, I just looked it up. What is apparently, it? Apparently, an octopus is a stat during an NFL game when a player scores a touchdown and the ensuing two point conversion. Oh, really? I never heard it. I never heard. You never that. knew that. Oh, so it's I've eight never, points. Oh, it's eight I've points. Never, okay, I've I'm never heard of that either. Like, That's all cool. Years, all the years, all the years that we've been <laughs> yeah. in football, like. Uh no, I would say what 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 is no like minus three thousand? No, is minus twenty five hundred. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the best of the numbers, Chet. Hey. Was easy, <laughs> another one I like, guys. I, I like the second half to be the highest scoring half. I mean, just. Based on the history, of it, it tends to start off really, really slow and then oh, picks yeah. up in the second uh, half. So, yeah, I, I mean, like minus one. I think both, both teams are going to be trying to establish the run early. So, I I mean, the first quarter is definitely, I think, going to be the lowest scoring quarter. I mean, you could probably even look to bet the over-under first quarter score at the under there. I, I'm not sure what yeah. the over-under is at right now, but – it's only minus one fifty. I think that's a really good value there. What is your? Uh, let's do a trip down memory lane, Chetty. What is your best Super Bowl prop bet win that you can remember? Um, what was that? Ravens and Forty Nine ers Super Bowl. Yeah. Where Joe Flacco won. Yeah. Who was the running back for the Ravens? NFL um, Ravens. It, it was right. twenty. Was that twenty twelve that they won? Was it? It wasn't Ray Rice anymore, was it? Wasn't Ray Rice? It was like the year after. Um, Let me see. I'm looking at their roster, but I had a prop bet for over rushing yards. um, For because I I remember that year, Baltimore had a kind of like a two headed monster, uh, and and I think it was was it Chester Taylor or something like it was like one of those guys. Let me take a look at the roster. Um, Is that the year they won the Super Bowl? Was it? It was 2012, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Allen. Wait, Ray Rice was on that. Oh, it was. Um, I think it was Bernard Pierce, and I, I had over. No problem. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Bernard Pierce, and it was over rushing yards. Uh, he had been really hot in the playoffs, and that was like a big prop bet that I had. So I would say that. What about you guys? Uh, mine uh, actually came last year. <laughs> I had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over 28 and a, 29 and a half rushing yards. And on, like, the third play from scrimmage, he broke a 32-yard run, and I won, I won like, before the, first, <laughs> before the first commercial break. I won it, and I was just like, cruising the whole rest of the game. Even though I was on the wrong side of the game, I got that one right. That's amazing. Campbell? Yeah. Um, mine was actually 
uh, kind of funny. Um, back in 2012, when I was working in um, with the Orlando Predators in Arena, uh, our equipment manager was good friends with the Giants equipment. I had equipment manager. So we kind of had insider information on what the uh, Gatorade color was going to be going into that game. Oh! oh. <laughs> so maybe pretty penny on that one. Wow. You bring up an interesting point. Do you guys see that? Obviously, it is an unfair advantage. But do you think anybody to be penalized for that kind of stuff? You know, if you talk to a guy, you know, Obviously, it doesn't work for the team, but he knows somebody that works for the team, and you have an unfair advantage. What do you guys think? I mean, no, you take I, I every mean, fucking advantage you can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they, they were willing to tell you. Fucking, they were telling us. I, I think it was I was listening to Bart Scott again, and he was telling a story about how um, he was friends with one of the guys at at the stadium who would be watching over. Um, national anthem practices and the guy who was watching over them would just sit there with a timer during their practice runs two days before the Super Bowl timing how long the national anthem would be and giving the information to bet on it. Yeah. No, there's take that shit. The money's being deposited in your ATM. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean the book the books so like, do every, I mean there's just like basic things. Yeah. So like Chetty, like you do, and like Chetty, like you do have information because you have a a very extensive like physical therapy knowledge that most people don't have, right? Mm -hmm. So like if a player is fifty fifty, I'll just text you on a Tuesday, and normally you're pretty much ninety eight percent to tell me the right side if a guy's going to go or not, and that's just Mm -hmm. you know that's fair game, you know. Now, if yeah. the trainer of the team is telling me, that's a little different. But if, if, you're willing <laughs> to give me the, if you're willing to give me the info, I will take it. Very true. Um, hmm. Any more profits that... You haven't given us your side of the game yet, Jay. You're playing coy with us. No, right? I did under. Under. No, 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 no. Who's winning the game, bro? None, I don't, none, I'm of, not, our list, none of our that, listeners give a shit. Come on, you got to do it for the people. Those aren't Vince, the rules, Alex. Be, be Vince insider. McMahon, uh, well, it doesn't even have to bet. It doesn't even have to be not like a bet. What were you pet, leading? Bet. Can you give us God a deal for the biggest game of the for the biggest game of the goddamn year, Chet? God <laughs> damn it, Chet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, hmm. This shrimp cocktail is really good. Um, I would say you're not eating. You're not eating shrimp cocktail. I am. I'll I'll send you a picture. <laughs> Tupperware right now. I had like <laughs> 15 shrimp. Um, let me see. So ask me on Sunday because if it's at four or four and a half, I like Cincinnati. If it gets to three and a half, then I like the Rams. I don't right, know. We're, talk- I just... we're talking straight up. Who's winning right. the game? Real who's fun. winning the game? Real fun. Uh, yep. Mm, who, I think the Rams going to win the game. The Super Bowl okay. Okay. We got. I think the Rams going to win. We got yeah. an answer. I really want to take Cincinnati, and I'm. Like, I'm rooting for Cincinnati, but I think that defensive line is to be – there's too much of a big mismatch. It kind of reminds me of the Bucks and um, Chiefs Super Bowl from last year where, you know, there's just too big of a mismatch. I think the, you know, the trenches are such a key aspect of the Super Bowl. So, I want the Bengals to win, but 
I wouldn't take the Rams minus four. Like, I don't feel comfortable laying those points. So, I would have to take a money line. You know? I mean, part of, like, part of, like, I want the Bengals to win, too. And, like, I've been trying to talk myself all day into, like, why I should bet the Bengals. Like, and, like, can the NFL gods really reward Odell Beckham with a NFL team? <laughs> like, and, and Jalen Ramsey, and you know, like, a lot of Beckham people is, like Beckham is like Beckham is like the least deserving player of an NFL championship. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's been he's been playing good football. Yeah, he's, he's been, been playing, playing great. He's been playing. He's great been playing football. team football too. Like he's not being like a <laughs> Sarah Lowens. He's just playing like filling a good role here. So it's funny, you know. Giant fans have come around on him. I I haven't. I'm still like fuck that guy. Like, I see Odell thrive and Eli Apple thrive, and I just go vomit in between these plays. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, I think um, I think the under is a really, really good play in this game. I'm going to have a pretty decent amount of money on it. Here's why I like it, for the not just for the reason from before, but right now, like, obviously this is only one offshore book, but I'm seeing that the under right now, 48 and a half, it's uh, minus 105. And there's more juice on the over. And I think that really comes down to, you know, them wanting to get more public bets on the over. Um, and I think the time to bet the under is, like, right before kickoff. I, I, I want this number to get so high, and then I'm just going to take the under. Because these teams, like, we talked about it. Like, there's so many there's so many things going in both directions for these teams. We know the Rams are the better team, but the Bengals have that mojo. I feel like... You know, are the Rams going to blow out the Bengals? Do they have the ability to do that? Yeah, but I think Cincy just has those weird plays that are going their way right now, and then the Bengals are not going to blow out the Rams. I think it's going to be a really tight game if Cincinnati wins. So I can't see this game going over. I'm actually, like, surprised. Like, for as much as I think there is a discrepancy in talent between these two teams, like, obviously I think the Rams are the more talented team. I'm surprised at just how, like, kind of, like, listening to, like, all the different sports talks and everything, just how kind of, like, down the middle, like, people's opinions on who's going to win this game are. Like, it seems like it's one of the more balanced, like, either team can win type of games in the Super Bowl that, like, we've had in a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this game was on Sunday, obviously the point spread would be a little bit different. You might even have the Rams closer to, like, a six-point favorite. Would you be playing this game? This is just a regular Sunday game. Um, yeah, I'd probably bet the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams. Yeah. I bet what? the Rams all year. Yeah, but it's not a regular game because the reasons I don't like the Rams in this spot are because of the stakes and the pressure in the moment. So, yeah, I'm being I'm being consistent there. Yeah, I think that you know that's a good example just to kind of not put your eggs or at least all your eggs in this basket, you know, if you wouldn't be playing the game or putting a lot of money on this game, if it was, you know, not the Super Bowl, then probably stay away or just. And it's funny because like, like since, since the start of the playoffs that we've been doing it, like we've been picking like how we think the playoffs are going to be. And all playoffs, I've been saying like the Rams are going to be the NFC champion. The Rams are going to be the NFC champion. And like, I thought it was going to be against the Chiefs. And now like the Rams are the (laughs) NFC champion. And like, just the way the Bengals are playing. Yes. I'm picking the Bengals. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like, uh, you're going to get a lot of public money on the underdog. Like, they're not going to take 
the points with Cincinnati, at least a lot of the casual betters are. So, you know, if this is just my opinion, obviously, but I feel like if you're going to take Cincinnati, I would just take the points. You know, I've read something today, like the last four or five uh, underdogs of four points or four and a half points have covered. And I think they've won outright too. So, you know, I, 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 so I would take the points. So right there, if you said they won outright yeah. too, why would you do that? I know, I know. I, I, I think the Rams are the better team. It was kind of like uh, two weeks ago with the Rams and the Niners. Like, Alex, you and I were both strongly on the Niners because we kind of knew that the well, Niners, like, yeah. you know, yeah, were they were really close in talent and the Niners have had their number and they still covered, you know. So I feel like it's kind of a similar situation. Like, just get, get the extra points, you know, Burrow, you know, you know, even if he's down by like two touchdowns, I would still feel comfortable that he'd cover that number. Um, so I would just play it safe and take the points, but that's just me. That's why I did both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, all about the only bet I might make Sunday might be on Joe Mixon over receiving yards. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. And receptions. And receptions. <laughs> no, if, you, I, yeah. if, if you wake up and the Bengals lose by 50, Joe Mixon had four catches for 30 yards. Oh, baby, I'm, I'm cashing in. Get I'll tell you what, if there are, like, bets that can go both ways, I think the Mixon receptions and receiving yards can go over, just like I think the Cam Akers rushing yards can go over. I mean, if, if Mixon is getting more receiving opportunities, you got to think Akers is going to get more opportunities to run the ball, so oh, they, yeah. they might both hit. I basically said I'm going all in on this Super Bowl. I took all, I took pretty much all my winnings from this playoff uh, season, and I'm just going to lay it all on the line this Super Bowl. Between oh my them. god! <laughs> I said I'm either going big or I'm breaking even for the playoffs. Like that's that's how I'm looking at it this year. Jeez, he's going all in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we love to preach that money management here on Bet with Jet. So we're uh, so, it's sometimes all, it's you all, just got to go house, for it. It's all house money, like. That's I'm, true. I'll break even for the playoffs if I lose it, but just what you want to hear, everyone, from a gambling podcast. Go, uh, go, Going all in. go, go big or just break even. <laughs> the, the, the correct advice would be put a few extra shekels on it, but keep your profits from a successful postseason. I need a PS5. He needs a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I still got mine laying over there, so laying on this TV stand. Hmm. Do you guys have any other uh, thoughts about this game, or we could uh, talk about stuff next I season? I think it's going to be a bad Super Bowl, even if it's a close game. I just I don't I don't think it's going to be like like bad a super football. Exci- <laughs> yeah, like I don't think it's going to be like a super exciting back and forth. Like these that would are, suck. Yeah, like, these playoffs. These playoffs have been amazing. It feels like Bengals Titans is going to be this game. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that'll yeah. be the kind of game this is, where it's like... And the under the under's going to hit. Correct, yeah, which would, which would lend to what you say. But that's how I think this game's going to go. Like, I don't think it's going to be like Panthers-Patriots in 2003 or whatever. Like, I think this is going to be a a snoozer. What do you guys I'm think exci- of the halftime show? Are you excited? Oh, that's, that's what I was going to say. I'm excited for uh, Dre and Snoop and Eminem. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Snoop Dogg has some uh, sexual assault allegations oh, that just came up against him. How how great was his response to that, though? 
Well, what did he say? I didn't see it. He said, he said gold, yes. gold digger season, right? Gold, I, he, he goes, I see gold digger season has started. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That's great. That is great. I mean, yeah, let's, let's wait until two days before the Super Bowl to bring up 10-year-old allegations. Like, begins <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the 2022 season. Alex, who's it going to be? Next season? Yes, sir. Putting you on the spot. Oh, on the spot, just like that. I will yeah, go. I will go. I will go Packers, Bills, Chalk, and I'll go Bills next year. I think that's the way you have to look at Chalk next year. So Bills over Packers. That's so you pick. think you think Aaron's going back to Green Bay? Sounds like he is. And I mean, in the last week, it it sounds like that's the way it's headed. So, which surprised me, but. If that's the case, it's a super weak NFC. You just kind of got to so take the Packers weak. again and hope they don't shit on themselves again. Hmm. I mean, if Brady goes to the Niners, that's a whole different story. So if that happens, <laughs> then I will be changing my pick. But I would say you got to go Bills Chalk next year to start. And then uh, you kind of work backwards from there. Okay. What do you think, Chet? Cowboys uh, over who? <laughs> you okay. picked the Cowboys uh, to win this year. Yeah, that was a joke. I was drunk. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find my NFC team because I, I really like an AFC team. But I'm looking at the NFC and uh, Russell now. Yeah, defense. Arizona. Don't trust Kyler Murray. Uh, damn, it is. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the rematch from the 2012 uh, Super Bowl. I'm gonna go uh, Niners Ravens. And the Ravens winning. Lamar Jackson like gets, gets his first. Oh, I would I, love that. I love Lamar. Oh, I'm banking. I'm banking on the Super. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming that the Rams are going to win. I'm banking on the Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals. Um, Chase has a little bit of a sophomore slump, um, and the Niners. I know there's a big question mark there with Trey Lance, but if anybody's going to put him in a good position to succeed, it's Kyle Shanahan. So I'm going to go Niners, Ravens, and the Ravens win. Um, I think it's going to be Chiefs Cowboys. What? (laughs) What? Is Dak Prescott still the quarterback? Dak Dak Cousins. If Aaron if Aaron leaves Green Bay, it's literally a two team race in the NFC. Like you have the Cowboys and the Rams, and no one else. So basically, the Cowboys have to get one team, and they're going to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Cowboys didn't lose to the Rams this year. Yeah, but 49ers. Why would they be worse next year? Because of Trey Lance. That's why the NFC is pretty bad. I mean, Brady retiring, you know. I mean, Green Bay, obviously, is the one team. um, If Rodgers doesn't retire, too. But yeah, I mean, the NFC is. You know, you're talking about Brady and Rodgers retiring. I mean, the it's Slim Pickens in the NFC, I mean, so I could see that. You got, but you got you got now rumors of uh, Kyler Murray being out of Arizona because of whatever the hell feelings are hurt there now. You know who the yeah. coach of the Cowboys is next year, right, Candy? What? You know who the coach of the Cowboys is next year, right, Candy? Yeah, it's going to be Dan Quinn by week you, six. You know they you know they <laughs> you know you know you know their super washed offensive line is getting a year older, right? 
And that's like the one thing Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to build offensively. That's who, terrible. Who else is in the NFC besides the Rams? The 49ers. Niners, Packers. You, Rogers, you could take Trey Lance. I'll, I'll, I'll give you Trey Lance. I'll spot you Trey Lance. Eagles, maybe? Who's their quarterback? Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah. like is, Russell, is Russell Wilson on the Eagles? Because then I would totally buy that. <laughs> Has there ever been such a huge discrepancy between the AFC and the NFC? I mean, we're thought, assuming that Brady and Rodgers retire, uh, man. I mean, there were a lot of years where Peyton and Brady and Ben were killing it in the AFC, and the NFC was pretty much just like Drew Brees and Tony Romo. So, like, I think we've seen it before. You know, we have. Like the. Uh, gonna, yeah. What do you think? I'm going to say this. Don't sleep on the Giants, okay? I know what you're gonna say. I like Daniel Jones. I've I've always I've always liked Daniel Jones. I just felt like he's been in the worst positions. He's always had a terrible offensive line, uh, decent defense, but the receiving core has been horrible. Barkley has been a bust. I mean, I like the moves that the Giants have made so far. I like him for 2024. You know, like for sure. Like, but they're getting rid of Barkley. They're kind of cutting loose ends. They're admitting their losses. Like, the, get some get some offensive line for this guy. Get get some actual receiving uh, options for this guy. So give me, I, give, me I, some, give me some Aquanu in this draft. Do I want some Aquanu? I'm telling NC you, don't State. sleep on the Giants. A Giants are making a play this year. All right. Oh wow! Can we get that year. as a sound clip? NFC Absolutely. South, cha- NFC South champion next year. Oof. The Bucks. Jameis Winston's gonna go home. He's gonna go. He's gonna go home. Uh, I mean, are the Fal- can the Falcons build it right again? Because the Falcons did kind of overachieve this past year. Like, uh, uh, that's who I'm going with. So I'm going with the Falcons next year. Yeah, I mean that. I mean they they yeah. nailed all their draft picks. They are improving. You know, they were better than most people thought. They got to six and six, didn't they? It's such a. Who's playing quarterback for Carolina? Terrible. It's such a terrible division. That, that's your NFC least this year, this next year. Who's playing quarterback like, for Carolina? If they get a decent option, I mean, Cam, Darnold, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Uh, what, what about uh... Detroit? What about Detroit? Okay, I like what they did this year. Do you think that they could actually be a competitive team next year and actually compete for a wild card spot? That defense—they I mean, had their moments. They'll be competitive, but they'll be—they'll be like. Competitive like they were this year, like they were competitive like two and fifteen this year. Like they'll be competitive maybe six and eleven next year. I gotta look at their schedule. I want to see how many games they lost by seven points or fewer. Because I like kind of looking at those teams that won a lot of that lost a lot of close games and seeing if there's some regression the next year. Let's see. So Detroit you guys keep talking. Detroit needs skill players. Like, like their best player is like Seton Brown. Well, what yeah. about uh? I mean, I'm never gonna say the Eagles. I mean, huh. if Murray comes back, you know, the Cardinals were looking like the NFC favorites in late November until D Hop got hurt, right? So if D Hop comes back, market. and then you, and then you, and then you can go draft the Arkansas receiver. There's there's really good receivers that can be had in the twenties of the draft this year. Um, they can revamp the skill positions to give him weapons if he's back. I don't know what he's trying to do. Where's I'm he not sold to go? on. I'm not sold on the Cardinals. Like Kingsbury has 
I'm not pulling Kingsbury history. or Murray. Kingsbury has a terrible history of just choking the second half of the season. It's like, yep. I, I think Murray's one of the most overrated players in the league, too. I'm not a believer in that guy. Chicago got a shot. Mm-hmm. Giants uh, have their first round pick. How great is that? Seven overall. I like their head coach. I like Chicago's head coach. Think, he was the yeah. He was a linebackers coach in Dallas for a lot of years. Matt Eberflus. I don't like. I think if any team in that division is going to have a bounce back, it's going to be the Vikings. I believe yeah, that I if Zimmer so. was there, I hate. I hate that they fired Zimmer. Who got that job? Um. I'm looking yeah, at right now. I, I hate. I hate fired Zimmer too. He was an African American, unfortunately. Jesus. Okay. Uh, every coaching hire, too. There we go. Oh, um, so we can kind of just read because uh, hires happened. Kevin O'Connell wasn't it? Podcast. It was, was it um, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell, yeah, Rams, yeah. It, it's been unofficial. I mean, they're not going to sign until until after, after the game. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's let's kind of look over these uh, coaching hires. Kind of go one by one. Uh, let's start with uh, we talked about Eberflus. I like that hire. He was a linebackers coach in Dallas for many years, and I know the players really liked him. And he he really got the best out of some of those uh, uh, during that time frame. So I like Eberflus. I, hate, one, I hated that I, hire. I I I know what you're gonna say, Justin Fields. Like you, you got to think you'd want to bring in an offensive-minded coach, uh, not named Matt Nagy, to kind of, you know, help uh, groom him and get him going. But um, that's the only. I mean, I don't know who their offensive coordinator is gonna be, but that was the only uh, question I had about it. Yeah, I, I hated the Eberflus. Yeah. Um, I mean. Jack- the Texans made the dumbest fucking move ever. <laughs> they fired their head coach, who got the team to play hard, and came up so empty on candidates that they promoted, like the their defensive advisor, yeah, yeah, who was who was basically there to like help out as a super vet old, you know, statesman coach who they already had. So he was their defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, I, mean, I do. I do like no his beard, though. It's a really cool beard. Solid beard. Good beard. It, it was yeah. between him and Josh McCown. Like, That's no pretty bad. No one wanted that job. Yeah. Is Houston going to win two games next year? Yeah. They won two games this year, didn't they? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Coley showed some promise towards the end of the year. Remember, yeah, I mean, four, four is the new two, bro. There's 18 games now. Is Deshaun Watson going to be back next year? No. Unlikely. That's it. I don't think he's going to play again. Like, his trial's supposed to be this month. Well, we'll see. Which one? More where that came from. What about uh, Jacksonville and Doug Peterson? Give me a grade. I like that one. I do, too. I I don't don't like that I was surprised by it because I really thought it was going to be Leftwich, but apparently Leftwich pulled pulled himself out because he can't stand the GM there. Mm -hmm. So. Lawrence, in, Lawrence in the RPO, you know, I Peterson, thought, Peterson kind of fits that well. Yeah, you know, I thought Peterson also, was a great second choice. Peterson also really built a great O-line when he was with Philly. Like, I know that he pretty much, like, 
strong arm the GM and to keep drafting those old linemen and they all kind of hit, which is what Lawrence needs. So I like that one. You know, I Edit do. Additive. We know uh, the, we know the best hire. It's up here at MetLife, baby. Yeah, well, Brian DeBowl is uh, definitely has a good track record. Coming in with one of the hottest offenses in the NFL. Uh, if anybody's going to fix Daniel Jones, this has got to be one of the front Listen, we got, we got that. We got Dable as the head coach. We got the Chiefs' hot quarterback coach to be our OC. And we got the Ravens' DC to be our DC. We got uh, Wink, Wink Martin there. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I really like everything the Giants did. I just don't – I think it's, you know, this year is a lost cause because the cap sucks. But I do think 2023, 2024, you're going to start seeing a much better Giant team. I think uh, the bowl kind of just fits the stigma, I guess you could say, of New York. He kind of just has that old school feel to him. So I think yeah. he's fit well in that locker room. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, you know, you, you know that they're going to build the O line, or at least they'll, they'll try. You right. Know, the O regime didn't even try. So, and they have a really good left tackle. So, I love that hire. Yeah, the only uh, hire I didn't like was Lovey Smith. I thought, well, that's not true. I hate the Miami hires. That guy looks like he's 14, has no presence. He's quoting Miami lyrics. So, not a fan of that 49er OC. Yeah, and then I look at Dennis Allen and the Saints, and I think that was a terrible hire, too. I feel like the Saints are in really, really rough years. That's uh, a classic, like, that's a classic, like, stay in house and just see if Sean Payton developed anyone. And then, you know, the next guy will be the, you know, the new start. Yeah, have fun paying, uh, you know, over $30 million in case of Phil. And uh, bringing <laughs> in the, uh, having your defensive coordinator come head coach. Sean Payton put that cap to $75 million over and then chucked up the deuces. You got to respect <laughs> that play. You got to respect that play. He's like, Can yeah, you blame him? I mean, that year anyway. yeah. Yeah, like, Can you blame him? Uh, I think he or uh, Dan Quinn are going to be the head coach for the Cowboys in 2023. I don't think they're going to get McCarthy this year with Quinn coming back at D.C. And then uh, they're probably going to uh, give up some compensation for Peyton if they really want him. Maybe multiple first-round picks. Who knows? I think it'll um, but, depend how – like, do the Cowboys have a, a genuinely bad year next year? Because, like, Zeke's getting older. I'm worried about the offensive line. Diggs isn't going to be returning nine picks for touchdowns again. You know, I wonder how the Cowboys do next year. And if it gets bad, then Dan Quinn's going to be out of it, you know. So, like, if Dan Quinn is the coach in 2023, it's because they were good next year, you know. So, I, I the, think that'll be interesting. At least defensively. The yeah, one yeah. player I'm actually most interested to see how it turns out is – Josh Josh McDaniel. McDaniel. Yeah, his second run as a head coach now. Me too. I, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that combination of Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels. I don't they're, know. I feel like they're going to mess well. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. How do you go from John Gruden to McDaniel who quit on the Colts, like, for no reason whatsoever? And McDaniel's been a bust. And, you know, he developed a good one with Brady, like, a good two tight end system, but that was more a Bill O'Brien thing. Like, if you go Josh McDaniel, I feel like you should hire Bill O'Brien. Like, McDaniel's just Bill O'Brien Jr. Why not just go for the main well, guy? He's well, hold alive. on a second. Hold on a second. Was Bill Belichick a bust after his stint with the Browns? Everybody deserves a second chance. I don't agree with that. Yeah, but he got his second chance and quit. Like, he had the Colts. I mean, like, Bill Belichick had a second chance and quit, too, when he got the Jets. Jets. Okay. That's true. Okay. 
there is okay. There is one Bill Belichick, guys. So like all these teams who hire Patriot also, and and as a Scurry Giant fan, I can tell you, it doesn't work. Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, you know, name me a Patriot coach that's flourished. Yeah, I can't. I'm waiting. Labels, labels, yeah, silence. And and they've had about 27 chances at it. So, um, no. and then the other coach that we really haven't talked about, Nathaniel Hackett, like Denver, unless yeah. uh, unless he's getting Rogers to play there, like I think that was a waste of a hire too. Like I thought, I, I when they hired him, I thought it was just a recruiting tool to get Rogers. Literally. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And if you're not going to get if you're not going to get the main prize, and the hire was a waste. <laughs> Can you imagine if they announced Drew Locke as their starting quarterback next year? Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, that's they'll, uh, they'll, draft the, they'll they'll draft the kid from Liberty if they don't get Rodgers. Yeah, they got they got to bring in a, a young people. Malik, Malik Willis is that yeah. that's the name? Yeah, I hear he's the one who's. Uh, oh, by the way, you want to know how bad the quarterbacks are this year? I, I mean, hear he's. You're hearing that he's going to be the first QB taken. It's going to be at like 14 or 15 overall. Like these guys are bad. You think you think uh, the Steelers are going to make Pickett the hometown guy? No, he's not worth a first round pick. They're saying he might have the smallest hands of any quarterback drafted in the first three rounds. That's and like apparently at the Super Bowl when it was raining, he like couldn't even like he couldn't control where the ball was going. So he's just not an NFL, like physically an NFL quarterback. So no, I don't think they're going to draft him. Oh, hat reminds me of uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> yes, there are only two things in this world that scare me, and one is nuclear war. What's the other? <laughs> well, what? Come again? What's the thing that scares you? Connies. No circus freaks. No mads. You know, smell like small. <laughs> Well, that came out of nowhere. I hope my German audience has uh, seen Austin Powers. So, somebody's laughing over in uh, Switzerland and Ireland right now. So we appreciate uh, those few people that are listening to us that have stuck with us. Hey, hey, you know what happened this week, guys? And I think it's because of our podcast. The NFL announced they're playing games in Germany next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be because of us, right? Due to the success of the it was Mr. It was Roger Goodell. I also it was, heard, I also heard that uh, London is putting in a bid for the twenty twenty six Super Bowl. That would that would be fucking terrible. What? No are chance. They, oh, no chance. This, gonna, is, this is a, listen. I I am not one of those types of people. This is an American sport. You got to play the game <laughs> in America. Like you got to play the I biggest mean, game in America. Absolutely. Are they? Are they? Oh, come on. Like, I'm not that type. It's a, what? It's a seven-hour time difference. Are they expecting to play the game at three thirty in the morning? There, like, we're not going to make right. it a nine a.m. game here. There's nothing more <laughs> un-American than playing the Super Bowl in Switzerland. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Or, or there's nothing more American than just taking the top bid, regardless of where it is, and then it is in London. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, next to four million dollars. Yeah, we'll go over there. Yeah, with Roger Goodell, you never know these days what he's going to do. He's always trying to expand the NFL's horizons. I think. Do you guys uh, have any other? Do you guys have any other thoughts on any uh, storylines that have gone on 
in the NFL this week. Obviously, we if you guys want to talk about any of the uh, the lack of you know African American hires, we could talk about any of that stuff. Do you guys think that plays a role in the coaching process? Anything like I mean, that? I mean, the Rooney Rule doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't. You know, I mean, it gets these guys a window dressing interview, but I don't. The, the problem with the NFL with coaching is that everything is who you know and everything is nepotism and it's and it's generational you know like it's not like three years of success is going to get you to break through you can't break through like you just can't do it like it's it's just you gotta ride somebody's hip when you're 20 and hope he's super successful when you're 39 years old like it takes a long time I mean, and like the Rooney rule is insulting. And like, I totally get where Brian Flores is coming from, where he's like, you know, I'm getting these interviews and they're a joke. Like, the Giants interviewed Leslie Frazier. You think they were going to hire Leslie Frazier? No, not a chance in hell. If they were going to go Bills, they were going to go uh, Dable. And, you know, it is pure window dressing and it, it's not helping anything. So, like, I, I feel him in that regard. I don't think his lawsuit has merit. But, like, I feel what he's saying, which is, like, oh, they want to hire – oh, the Cowboys want to hire Sean Payton next year, but they're going to interview Brian Flores the day before. That is insulting. Like, it is. Like, it's – you know, like, I, I feel him. But yeah, the, prob- I mean, the problem isn't color so much as it's just in-league, who you know, nepotism. And, it I mean, that is a poison in the league. Like, it is just, like, yeah. if, you, if you know Sean McVay for the last five years, you're getting a head job. If you don't, you're not. So – yeah, you know, and it's, like it's hard to overcome. You see, like a lot of the a lot of the top coordinators of the top teams this year are of African American um, race, but like a lot of them, like Todd Bowles, uh, Leslie Frazier, like they've been head coaches in the past, and not a lot of them get second chances. Like mm-hmm. they kind of, they're kind of stuck. They're kind of stuck to their Which reputation, is, and, and and so like and that's true. To that point, too, right? Like, if Todd Bowles got – so Todd Bowles got fired, right? If he took the Colts job, signed a contract, and then dipped last minute to go back to his old team, would he get the Raiders job five years later? I don't think so. And that would, that would be what Brian Flores would point to, right? And he'll just be like, maybe opportunity one doesn't work, but then it's over. And there's problems. I mean, you can't say and, there's not problems. I mean, there's like two coaches right now. One of them is Lovey Smith. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely an issue. Yeah, I mean, you definitely need, there definitely needs to be more representation. But, like, at the same time, like, you can't attack guys and call them, like, sellouts. Like, Chicago and Minnesota both hired new African-American GMs. And now, like, they're being attacked because – we have O'Connell and Eberflus as their coaches instead of them kind of Well, yeah, building. that's why, like, the lawsuit to me has no merit because, like, a lot of people wanted to kill the Giants and said, like, well, your last coaches were Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer. And I was like, well, yeah, well, you want to know who hired Ben McAdoo? is Jerry Reese. Right. <laughs> you know? like, so, and how, how can you prove that somebody's racist? You know, you, know, you, can't, you, can't, prove, you can't prove that, you know. I know. But, yeah. And then what the Rooney rule does, which is, like, what's crazy, and, like, the Cowboys is a great example. Like, they're going to hire Sean Payton next year. They're going to have to spend know. two days Don't before. sleep on Dan okay. Quinn. Okay, like, so – We don't know. It Whoever it is. But you know that – let's say the Cowboys start flirting with Sean Payton 
and they want to hire him on Friday. They're going to spend Wednesday and Thursday interviewing Eric the Enemy and Brian Flores, you know, for no reason. So like, I, I agree. There's, yeah. Flores is like, this is fucking stupid. Like, this is the, real. The, the Rooney know, rule like, definitely does not work. I agree with you. Yeah, and, like, now it's gone so far the other end where, you know, Flores is like, not only does it not work, you're, you're insulting us at this point, you know? So, you know, like Look, I said, I mean, I don't, the lawsuits don't have merit, but you got to do the, something. The other thing is, like, now, like, you like teams are not allowing head coaches to build. Like, they're giving them – Two years, three max. years. I mean, two, yeah, yeah. Okay, two, three years, two, three years max. Like some, like you, you've been seeing like teams not even like a full season. Like, yeah, like you got one. You had three coaches get fired in their first year this year. I think it was like you. You do not get the five year window anymore. That you know, when so we like growing up, every, you used to get every no. year. You're unless have... you have a track record, maybe unless you have a track record of winning. Right. You know. Like, like, like if a Sean Payton comes in, you know Jerry's given him at least five years. You it know, seems like every year now you're going to get the seven, eight openings a year. Like, there's going to be plenty of chances for you to have two years to make the most of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, there's problems. I mean, you can't say there's not. Like, there, it right. shouldn't be. It shouldn't be twenty. It shouldn't be what. 30 and 2. 30 right to now? 2. Yeah. 30 to 2. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Especially in a league where 80, what, what, uh, 70 something percent of the league's players are black, right? Right. So, and, you know, I bet you the scouting departments, the numbers are, are not one out of 15. So, you know, no, they, they deserve to be getting jobs. And how many, again, how many coaches, how many coaches this year were African American? I mean, great question. I, I couldn't tell you. But I mean, you know I mean, that you got coordinators out there. You got a, uh, I mean, like just head coach. Oh, you know what else is insulting? The Dolphins head coach is Colin Tom. Yeah, Tyler or whatever, whatever. the guy anymore. It was it was Cully, uh, Tomlin, Flores. Was there? Am I forgetting anybody else? No. Nope. So three out of thirty-two. Is what? I mean, now you're down to two. You're down to Lovey and Tomlin. And right. You're at nine point three percent, and roughly what percentage of our country is African American? I want to say twelve, thirteen percent. So they're definitely underutilized, you know. So I, I think you got to kind of compare it to to that average, you know. Obviously, the the majority of players are African American. For numerous reasons, you know, they're just better players. So it's obviously different when you're looking at coaches because um, there's more than go. It's on. You're not looking at athleticism, obviously. You're looking at experience and and other aspects. Uh, so do you look at those percentages on you know what percentages of you know African American African Americans are in this country? The point that's being made is you know head the position. It's a, you're in a position of power. You're in, a, you're in a position you're, of delegating the, to a lot of other people. You're the face of the team. Like you're the, you're the first person people see when like you, the interviews are happening and you're coming out on television. Like you're you're the face of the franchise, and that's kind of what the owners are shying away from right now, which is kind of it's wrong. 
<laughs> it's upsetting to many people, and I mean, I can see, I can see why people are angry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you know, like two things can be true. Like that, the lawsuit could be completely without merit, which I think is true. And there's a huge fucking problem they gotta fix, which is also true. And the Rooney Rule definitely isn't the solution. So, you know, that's why Goodell makes forty-five million dollars a year. As bad as the whole like representation part of that lawsuit is, I didn't. Even, I don't even think that's the worst part of that lawsuit. Like, the worst is the tanking. The worst is the tanking. Getting yeah. paid to lose games. Like, that's more concerning thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. especially Especially now that sports gambling is becoming as big as it is and more states are legalizing it. Because now games are being seen as unfair because it's... Yeah. Tell you what, if I'm the head coach of the Dolphins and I'm on a yacht and Tom Brady's coming to that yacht, I'm probably not leaving that yacht. That is me. That is me. (laughs) You know, Tampering, that's when, you, that's when you become like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, it's more like guidelines, you know, than rules. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, all the, all the teams' uh, coaching vacancies have been filled for this year, so I guess we'll wait and see if they make any adjustments uh, rule-wise or anything like that going into 2023. Who's the first uh, coach fired next year? <laughs> uh... Mike Tomlin. Josh, Josh McDaniel. No, it's not going to be Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The uh, first coach fired. Uh, that's a good one. No, I don't think anyone in the East. I don't think McCarthy will be fired because I think they'll win in us. Matt Rule. Rivera, Rivera's not getting fired. Matt, Matt Rule. Matt Rule is definitely Definite hot seat. Uh, so was that yours, Campbell? Matt Rule? No, it, he was up there. He wasn't my. He, he wasn't my top. He's definitely your top three. You're going to go with Kingsbury, aren't you? No. Pete Carroll? I'm going Stefanski. Really? I kind of think he's lost that that team. Could see it. Interesting. Could see it. How about Josh McDaniels? Because he quits to go take a college job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't see any other. I mean, I could definitely see Kingsbury or uh, Matt Rule. I, I think Rule. Good. Oh, oh, hey, you know what next year is, Camby? What? Big year for the Jets next year. You got to finally see them take that eight or nine win leap next year, right? I like what the Jets are doing. Two, uh, so do I. Two top ten picks. So you know they're going to get talent in there. They're probably yeah. they could get they could get Kyle Hamilton, which could be awesome. I don't know. So, I don't know if it's going to be an eight nine win team. Like I, I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to take that big of a leap. It's time. It's not that hard to do in the NFL if you got you know. Going that division's going to be NFL tough. Happens so. all the time. Yeah, so you, you can get in there. I mean, I'm, 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 the wild card. I'm slamming went. the fucking under on the Patriots next year so hard. <laughs> Mac <laughs> Jones is so overrated. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. Fucking Mac Jones. Yeah, like, no. It'll be nice if we can get the eight nine wins. I just don't see that. Um, all right, top team or most team that made the playoffs this year that will miss the playoffs next year. Well, uh, which conference? 
Uh, it could be any top. Raiders, Raiders definitely got to be my number one. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I hate their coach. Like, I, th- I thought they should have kept their guy. And the Chargers are probably going to be one step better next year, which is all they need. So I think the Chargers will take that slot in the playoffs. Um, Steelers are going to be fucking awful. Like, yeah, I see the Steelers being good. Steelers, Steelers were my one to, my yeah, number Steelers one Steelers should be that. pretty bad. Patriots Card- I don't like. Cardinals. Cardinals, Cardinals for sure. See, I don't, I don't – but the Cardinals, people forget Colts, how important oh, <laughs> D-Hop is to the Cardinals. Like, I think when D-Hop's back and if they draft another receiver, they are a good team. You know, like, they're – they were ten and one, and they imploded. But they also lost like one of the best players in the whole league, who makes the whole offense go. So like, I think they'll get the hot back. They'll draft a receiver, and they'll be tough to stop. My my three teams: Steelers one, Cardinals two, Eagles three. Really? See, I think the Eagles are going to be good next year. The e- the Eagles. Uh, let me change that. Forty nine ers are going to be in there too. Not making the really, what? What? Trey Trey Lance. Jesus. Two words. Trey Lance. No, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean Jimmy G could still be there. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's true. Jimmy G already said his goodbyes. Who do you think he's going to get traded to? What's who's what? What are the odds on your most uh, likely team to trade you? I think Washington. Washington is a spot I've heard for him, actually. Commanders? The Commanders, yeah. I, I have heard that a lot. They should have been the Sentinels. Bring in Joe Flacco. Bring in Shane Falco as your spokesman. I would love Shane Falco. <laughs> what about... Uh... I, I, I like that one. I think I actually think... The, I'm, I'd take Washington with that one, too. I could definitely. Uh, although, like, are they really concerned about trading Jimmy G in the conference? No, probably not. No. That'd be a good fit for him too. What do you? Uh, the Bucks? I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna try to get Winston. Now. I don't know why, but uh, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, think look- they, I think the Eagles are gonna be good, Gamby, because the Eagles, you know that. They built a good old line. They they won despite hurts, and they have three first round picks I hate and a hurts. ton of cap space. <laughs> yeah, I but like, it, but like the NFC's weaker next year, and they're going to be. True. They should personnel wise, they should be better. You know, like the three first, they have three fucking first rounders. So I mean, you know, if you like them this year, why wouldn't you like them next year? What do you guys think about the charge? What do you guys think about the Chargers? I don't like Justin Herbert. I'm like the world's most elite quarterback who can't make the playoffs. Like I'm not a Herbert guy. I, I think next year they'll they'll get a, over the hump and get in the playoffs. Okay, sleeper team, number one sleeper team. I'm gonna go first. This is probably not gonna be a popular choice, but I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Brown. I, I like think that. They get I, not a big Mayfield fan, but. He wasn't healthy at all last year. You get him back, gets a surgery, goes to rehab. I like the team they have. They have really, really good defense, and they have enough on offense to get it done. Um, they have no wide receivers. Yeah, the, they only have Jarvis Landry now. Uh, don't they have, like, uh, Peoples-Jones, too? 
Yeah. Donovan Peoples Jones. But um yeah, they're definitely gonna need a number one receiver now. But um all right. Campbell. Number one I mean, sleeper I team. I don't even like I don't even know if this like is considered a sleeper team, but like I've been saying like all along, like the Ravens I think are gonna be the team to beat in that division next year. Like I mean, they, technically, they were last in the division this year, so I don't know if you want to consider that a sleeper team, but I think that's yeah. the team that's going to definitely hit, be most likely to be a, a worse the first team. Right. No, you know what? I'm I'm switching. I'm going Giants. I talked about them earlier. Giants are my, my sleeper team. They're going to make the playoffs. Owen Wilson, Owen. Vo- Owen Wilson voice. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's great. All right. I like it. All right. You just pick whoever you're going to, little buddy. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'll, I'll go with a little sleeper. I, I, I think I like Atlanta a little bit next year. I, I liked what they were doing the first two thirds of the season. Um, and they have, you know, they have good draft picks coming, a lot of cap space. I, I think Atlanta. In an exceptionally weak NFC South next year, might be able to surprise people. You think Calvin Ridley comes back? No, no. He's pulling a Ben Simmons. He's just gonna he's gonna get traded, and then his mental health is gonna be fine. Okay, so Alex likes Jacksonville to make the playoffs this year. Let me put that down here. I said Atlanta. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Man, this. Do you guys like cheese? Why? Do you guys like cheese? Are you cheese fans? Vermont no. cheese. Oh, uh, you know what the best kind of cheese is? Goat cheese. Have you had goat cheese before? Yes. I, I these this is heaven. I love, I love goat cheese. I love goat cheese too. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were setting up a joke that whole time. Were, were you just talking about actual goat cheese? Yeah, I can't stop eating it. Help me. <laughs> I do love goat mm. cheese too. I do love goat cheese too. So goat I'm, cheese I'm, ruins salads for me. It's too strong. Oh no, taste. I I love I goat need cheese. A, I need goat cheese. I need the cheese of a salad oh. to sort of just blend oh. in and not overtake it. And goat cheese to me is too powerful a taste. It just it like announces its presence throughout the whole salad. Give me a strawberry arugula salad with goat cheese. I'm happy. Nice. The uh, the over under on how many uh, packages of goat cheese I'm going to eat tonight is at two and a half, and I think it's going to go over. <laughs> Oh, the odds are minus 400. Hey, well, we got an audience. Maybe we should tell everyone about the rice cake fiasco of uh, I don't think 2017. We should, 2017. Not a good idea. It's fascinating. Like, I had too many rice cakes. <laughs> I was out of my routine. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I had too many rice cakes. His arm was shaking. I know. <laughs> Trying to watch do I throw up? <laughs> yeah. Like Chetty, you're, so like, you're the healthiest guy I know and you're being taken out by a rice cake patty. <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of carbs, man. I was fasting. <laughs> yeah, fasting before a bachelor party might be the bigger mistake of the whole thing. Hey, I have a good book about that collecting dust over there. The what? Oh yeah, I heard. Um, I heard you have a great fasting book. Yeah, why don't you let me borrow it sometime? A lot of windows. A lot of can windows. I, can I borrow it sometime, Alex? If you don't mind, no, you'll get no, it back. Not, no, I might. I might read it at some point. I don't want to give that up. I like. Yeah, I yeah. Like it. I like it being here, so it's always something I can think about doing. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm glad. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. All right. Anything else on this game? If not, this is uh, by far our longest podcast ever. Yeah. Well, you know what? Next week we got the wrap-up. So what happens next week? Do we do oh, there's a wrap-up. Okay. We, oh, yeah. We can't just give up after this, right? Or... Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Have a nice life. See you in up. August. Yeah. yeah. We, could, we could just pivot to a – we could just pivot to a football podcast in general. You know, I could go, I could talk about the senior bowl all day, you know? Oh my God. Maybe we'll do like a once a month until we get to the draft and we could do like two shows on draft yeah, month. Yeah, that'd be great. We can do that. Talk about the, the uh, stories of the NFL. Yeah. We can look at some future stuff, you know, Sure, will have some stuff up and uh, yeah. other offshore places pretty soon. See if the Giants fuck up their draft. I don't think. I think they're a team on the rise, my man. Where is my yellow bowl that I eat my egg whites in? Life's full of hard dilemmas. All right, Chet, always a pleasure, everybody. Enjoy the game. Yes, you guys enjoy the game. Uh, We'll be talking this weekend. We'll have the recap show next week. Uh, Some real advantages. What's that? So hopefully it's a good game. I hope so. Yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't want it to be too high scoring, but <laughs> I think um, those profits, they have some value there. So, uh, go Joe Mixon. Get, you know, get those receiving yards, get those catches, and Cam Akers, let's, let's shake and bake. Let's go. Let's get some good commercials, too. <laughs> and Tails never fails. And Tails never fails. Right. Later. 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 See ya.